right, ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, we have Mr. CMC Set Stories, the person that bothers you with all of those damn emails that he keeps getting messages and emails on that stop bothering you. In this corner, CMC. In the other corner, we have Miss Hootie. Miss Hootie, who's also brought to us a lot of great and funny set stories. She is about 20 and no. Give her a hand, please, Miss Hootie. I'm ready to ro rock and rumble, hey. bro. Come at me. Hey. Come at me. What's up? What's up? What's up, Charles? <laughs> oh, oh, God, a lot. Not much, though. This a is lot a lot and everything and nothing. Everything <laughs> you know, and nothing. Just it's like, like a... that movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. <laughs> hey. Where hashtag... it's sequel. Where it's sequel. <laughs> um, That's. It's like a real life, man. Oh, um, God. Today's but... guest, you guys, is a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Right? Have you ever seen oh. that movie Fight Club or um, Top Gun? Yes. No, I've never heard actor. of him. Never heard of him. Never heard of him? <laughs> well, this this person, he saw those movies. Mr. Christian Dyke. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I was yeah. wondering where you're going with that. At first, I was like, <laughs> wow, that's... Uh... That's a lot to try to live up to. No, I saw the original <laughs> Top Gun. I haven't seen the new one yet, though. I'm still curious about how that one is. Oh, okay. It's you're in for a treat. Is it? It's okay. Okay. Good. But yeah. dude, solid intro, by the way. I like that one, man. Yeah, we try to mix it up and get people involved, or you know, get people excited. <laughs> Instead yeah. of like, someone told me who was it? He would be, you know, they heard of set stories. They're like set stories. Is that the uh, the show where everybody complains about stuff? I'm like, yes, we do. And we're going to start by complaining about you. Ooh, uh, burn. <laughs> just uh, but anyway, <laughs> so I was like, all right. Good threat in the morning, you know? Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't complain. Well, we do, but fuck it. Um, what's That's up, what though? podcasts are for. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Get shit off our chest in a funny way. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what's funny. interesting? I was actually thinking about a set story this morning, and it was actually one from the uh, shoot that you and I did. Oh, which yeah. one? We did the, two. The one that there's actually like video of it. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what happens? It was like uh, it was this very serious shoot the entire time. It's like dealing dealing with a very serious like subject issue and everything like that. And it's like the very last scene. Everyone's just like really quiet. There's a lot of heated stuff that was happening the entire day, and I'm supposed to walk in the door and be very serious and like kind of kneel down. And there's this whole moment going mm -hmm. on. And so, like, the director's looking at everybody, say, okay, everybody, everybody, shh, shh, quiet, 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 quiet. <laughs> and then he's, and then, like, I can barely hear him. And the director's really quiet about it, too. And he's just like, okay, action. And so I open the door. I walk in. I walk, walk, walk. And there's, like, three guys behind this camera and the director, so they're all behind it. And then it's, like, a few steps in. And then just, bum, 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 like, a oh. bunch of, like, cans, like, smacking against the wall. Oh, my every God. Time. Sounds and that like sound guy. Oh yeah. my god! It sounds that didn't even that weren't even supposed to be there. It was like yeah. a squeaky noise. It was like a duck in the background. It's like what the fuck? Jeez! <laughs> it was because your face was so serious. It just like crap. It literally sounded like someone just got a bunch of shit from a box and just dumped it. Oh like dumped it right in front of me. Yeah, and it was funny because oh, like geez. we did have a. It was a small apartment, and there was a person behind mm. me. Also on the camera, a person behind me, a person mm -hmm. behind that person, and a person behind that person, and then the sound person. It was a conga line. <laughs> it was a conga line. Oh my, oh God. my gosh. That one but, was a trip. But Christian, so you're you're an actor. Do you do anything else? No, actually. Um, all I do to make money is just acting jobs. So I just kind of 
it's all piecemeal. It's all freelance work. And it's, uh, yeah. Awesome. There you go. Awesome. Nice. Working you look actor. like an actor. Oh, thanks. I thought, I thought when Charles was doing the fight club thing, I was like, is he going to compare him to Jared Leto? What's happening? Oh my goodness. I got to show a huge compliment. Yeah. yeah. Show, this is going to be the video portion of the podcast flash frame. <laughs> <laughs> Just so people are like, Oh, that's what he looks like. Yeah. And then your, you know, Instagram's going to, you know, skyrocket. Hey, man, let's make it pop. Let's make it pop. Hey, no, there but, you go. Um, yeah, no, it, honestly, like, it's really kind of crazy, the whole journey of acting out here, honestly. Like, I, I've had so many just wild moments just kind of appear out of nowhere. Like, there's been moments where it's like, I'm reading a book. And I'm reading this book, like, a couple months before I even know that, like, anything's being made on it. And then I get contacted, like, this was, like, in January. And I get contacted, and they're like, hey, do you want to be on, like, this uh, this movie or this miniseries or whatever? And it's, like, literally based on the book that I'm reading. No Whoa. shit. Yeah, and it's, like, I think it's the thing that's interesting about acting or just this entertainment industry in a general sense is it's a very spiritual kind of pursuit, honestly. Like, it kind of feels like everything needs to happen for a specific reason, almost. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, like, serendipitous yeah. in a way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, there's moments of where I'm just I'm just standing on a set, and then they're just like, hey, we're going to need one person to do this thing. And I'm literally just thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I want to do that thing. Um, if I want to do that thing, I'm just going to stand right here. And I don't say anything. I don't, like, ask anybody for anything. They just always, like, it's a weird thing of where they're just like, yeah, you guys standing over there. I want you to do this. And it's like, okay. Really? <laughs> wow. Hey, oh, yeah, that's happened that's so friggin' much. Way of the universe, man. You know, yeah. you know how to track them. The subtlety. It's the ones that are like, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Oh. But dude. you know what it is? Like all of the actors like and all actors know this. Even crew members know this. But like there's mm -hmm. a lot of rejection in this oh, yeah. industry, a lot. But um there what was i gonna say it's that you have to view it as like it's not me it's just it's not meant for me you have to view it like that it's not like yeah. your fault that you didn't get yeah. the part it's just not meant for you and what's meant for you will come your way um which is it, i know yeah. it's like it's like very hopeful and it's hard to think mm -hmm. that way but that's the only way some some people can survive you know to keep yeah, going and <laughs> And that's a big thing because like uh, I was watch. I love one thing is I love to watch interviews of like the best of the best actors, like always talking with each other. And one of them said something that kind of really sparked that exact notion for me. And it was um, he was talking about parts and he compared it to like a wallet and it's just on the ground, you know, and it's just like you look at it and you're like, oh, that's a really cool wallet. I wonder if that's my wallet. And it keeps on going like that until like you literally just look at the wallet and you're like, Oh, no, no, that's that guy's wallet. And it's like, oh, okay. So it wasn't my wallet. Meaning mm -hmm. like, and the same thing for the job. Like it wasn't my job. It was that guy's job. Good for him. And then at one of these points, the wallet will be mine. You know, like it'll be my mm -hmm. job. It'll be my moment. It'll be my thing doing that. So like, that's a big way of how I kind of detract from that mentality of like, oh, no, no, that was my role. He stole it from me, blah, 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 he blah. stole it. I know, dude. It's like <laughs> that mentality is so toxic in terms of wanting yeah. to progress in this yeah. industry. So, yeah, or like changing who you are as an actor to please every single casting director, which is impossible. 
Um, yeah. yeah. So, and hopefully it'll be a heavy wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I, I want the heaviest of wallets. Yeah. I would Those are our heavy wallets. <laughs> the, the fat one. The fat one is a good one. Are you Can I go the podcast as a souvenir? We got any heavy wallets? <laughs> any heavy wallets out there? It's in it's in Charles's hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you talk back memories. I grew up in a white school, and now when I had my actual afro, they would stick things in my hair. Oh, you had an actual no. afro, man. I had a, yeah, I used to have. Yeah, I had hair. People who are watching the podcast, <laughs> this is my real hair. No, but yeah, I had hair in, in high and uh, junior high school, and I was the only black kid because I grew up in an all white neighborhood. Oh, and some Hispanic, and they were like, "Oh my god, you never seen that." <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was weird. Did you get a lot of people asking to touch your hair? I feel like that. Yeah, was they did. I should have charged them. Now I think about it, I could have <laughs> made some money. Them. Yeah. Hey man, right, don't touch the dude. Let's give a nigga a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta eat. Shoot, this ain't cheap. <laughs> oh lordy lord! Stick a dollar bills in your hair now. You know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'll do it. We, I did a movie. I did a short film about this guy who was bullied by Obama, Barack Obama. It was it's a it was one of the funniest things I've ever shot. Um, it was just a comedy. It was about this guy. He's trying to get a job, and Obama keeps fucking it up for him. And we actually got someone that looked like Obama. It was oh, a no. little. It was a, oh. it was so funny. And we shot the thing of he looked like him. It was like all right, like we shot him in a way. Mm-hmm. And he was fucking. He was doing the same thing. He was putting shit in his hair because he had a little afro because he was supposed to be like a teenage Obama. Because the reason why he was he was preventing him from getting a job was because he picked on Obama. So we shot a flashback scene <laughs> and picked on uh, just Obama. And uh, I was like, yeah, that took me back. God, shooting funny. films is fun. Ooh. So are you, are you SAG? Yeah. Yeah. Um, How do you I, go SAG? Ooh, that's an interesting question. So there's guess- multiple ways to go SAG really. Um, there's a one with new media now. I don't really understand how that one works as much. I think it's like if you have a web series and it gets SAG franchised in the middle of it, then there's a way to get vouchers through that. But like the two main ways of becoming a SAG actor is you either get something that's called a Taft-Hartley, which means it's like a contract that you sign when you get one line in a TV series or a movie that's SAG affiliated. A line. You have to say something. A line yeah, could so, change your life. What if Literally. they? What if you use the line, but they don't use it in the final product? What if you, you say? You still it? get the contract. You still wow. get the pay. You just don't really get the residuals. I think. Oh damn oh, it! Man. You're all about to say your eyes. That's the, you're that's the fine print. <laughs> yeah. You're all, but I Brit. I said um. <laughs> uh, okay. But, um, but yeah, so you get the um, you get the pay. And the pay is pretty good. I think it's like 1080 for eight, or that might be the stuntman rate or something like that. But like you get a really solid rate and then you just don't get residuals. But then again, residuals aren't even that great nowadays with streaming platforms. Oh, wow. Really? really? Wow. Damn, yeah. Son. At least for actors. I don't know how it is for directors and writers, but in terms of actors, the residuals are much less than they would be if like your show was on CBS or something like that, like on a network TV. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So streaming services little residuals i yeah. don't even know writers get residuals yeah same that's, that's yeah amazing. yeah there's a whole thing about it right now in terms of like uh the whole residual issue but uh i don't Is know that... enough about that to make a statement about yeah. the record guild and everything like that but yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah so um so that's one way is the taft hartley the other way is so 
if you do background work, there's these things that you get. Well, you get these usually with any job that you get vouchers that kind of state what you get paid and everything like that. And typically, if you're starting off, you work non-union. That's what it's called. So you work non-union and you get a non-union voucher. A lot of people's aims to get into SAG is to get three vouchers that are union vouchers or SAG vouchers. Uh, sorry, you need three? You need three. Three? Yeah. Dude, and it's honestly, it's a crapshoot. I mean, like, it's it's a thing of where I've talked to some people and they got their... They got Taft Hartley first day on. I've talked to some people where it's like nine years down the line, they have zero vouchers. You know, wow. it's like crazy. Yeah, it's completely random. And it's... yeah, I, I mean, I lucked into um, my vouchers at, I think it was about like six or seven months in mm -hmm. because I got put on this show and it was like consistent work for about two and a half, three months. And they were just paying me in union vouchers the entire time. Oh, that'd time. be nice. Wow. Yeah. Three months. Oh. Yeah. What show is but, it? Will we see it on TV? Um, you'll probably see it. It's coming out in December, but you probably will not see my face at all because like it's all covered up and it's all that stuff. So hmm. they hired you to come on with a cover up your face. Oh yeah. I love yeah, that world. And you got paid. <laughs> oh man see that's that's I'm, I'm in the wrong gear i gotta get on that okay <laughs> well we'll see it we'll look out for the show that's untitled yeah yeah I, i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say oh. the show because uh -oh. they also do you have you like say they have you sign ndas so that's yeah. why it's like oh, okay so, so we'll look very for, curious thing but we'll for it was, the i was have. playing uh i was playing a soldier on it and like a lot like and a lot of people in the industry were working on it over this past fall and it was um yeah it was it was a trip though honestly like there were You're a soldier where, okay that's a clue yeah yeah we were there were days we were working out in uh like santa clarita you know where that is like blue cloud mm -hmm. ranch and all that stuff so and it's like what was this it was september and it remember how hot it was in september this past yep. year yeah oh my california God. way wow yeah, and um, so we were out there in the desert when it's like 105 degrees. And I remember one day it was ridiculously rough for just me, like me and one other guy. Because so there's all these soldiers around us, and then these people are just like, "Hey, we need a couple people to be in the cockpit of this ship. Who wants to do it?" And I was just like, "I'll you do it." Just, oh, you did it! You didn't do your technique. Yeah. yeah, I didn't do. I didn't need to do my technique. No one was uh, raising their hand because it was ridiculously hot out. So I was yeah. like. It's just like eh. you're yeah a cha you're, you're a trooper but the thing was is I, I thought it was gonna be like this nice thing because it's like this big budget movie so i was like okay we're gonna i'm gonna get in the cockpit of the ship there's gonna be some ac it's gonna be really nice you know <laughs> to be chilling you know and i'm yeah. wearing like 30 pounds of gear oh, yeah man. So oh it's man like, and i'm covered from head to toe with wool and everything like oh like how else can we make you hot and uncomfortable <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. No, it was that was a rough one. They had a few people pass out on that set, but um, oh no so, way! That's a big thing. Heat stroke. Thank God, oh, yeah. <laughs> they get people. But um, so I get onto this cockpit of this ship, and I'm in the front of it, and I'm like, oh god, this is hot. And I realize there's only a glass window that's like that shows out into us, but it's like so the ship's facing away from camera, so it doesn't even matter. But like, there's this glass window just right here. There's the sun beaming in because it's afternoon. Mm -hmm. And then all of the inside, all the interior was completely metal 
and black. Oh my god! So it held in all out of, of the yeah. Heat. It's like the oh, heat no. not only goes there, but it stays. Yeah, and it magnifies. Like, yes. Yeah. And the worst part of it all was that this was during a take where it would be like a seven minute take. It would be the <laughs> longest take. Why oh, stop? Shoot, this one shoot on film, and then they'll sparse <laughs> that out. You don't yeah, need seven. Like, You're gonna use like two minutes of it. Oh, oh my gosh, on. dude! And I was like, literally, they would say cut, and I would walk out, throw off like half of my gear, and then just be like panting. And then it's oh like after Lord. thirty seconds, of that they're just like, okay, go back in. Oh my god! Jeez, did man. they did they keep you hydrated at least? Oh yeah, no, they were like, uh, I was really actually impressed because they had people constantly like going around with water all the time. But it they was should. Like, I would jump off the ship chug an entire can of water go back in so it's like like have you seen that one scene in babylon where the guy's like uh he's like sweating ridiculously in that sound booth oh we didn't see that's a new one right yeah, yeah i yeah. haven't seen it yet but... uh, i didn't see it there's like there's ruin it for us one. oh yeah ruin it for everyone listening yeah this is gonna be a big spoiler alert man oh who gives a damn i don't People care die in babylon they die in the oh movie. my god really at one point, somebody does pass away, unfortunately. Okay. But one of them is this guy, and it's like, uh, so this movie is essentially about the coming of age of actual talkies or films that where there's actual yeah. sound. Yeah. And at first, the recording equipment was so freaking loud that it would ruin the sound yeah. for the actual shoot. Yeah. So their way of counteracting that is they built this box they put dps holds. cinematographers in the box <laughs> yeah well they I, put I, the sound I, guy in there specifically at first by himself and this equipment when it starts running it gets really hot yeah, yeah. and they didn't have any ac back then so you would just be in a hot box that entire time uh -huh. and so like it's funny because the whole entire sequence is this guy coming out of the room being like guys it's really hot here and they're just like shut up go back oh my god yeah, that's the truth, man. That's I love. I want to see it now because that's movie history. That really happened. Yeah, I read a book on uh, what is it, Christopher Beach? He wrote a book called The uh, Cinematographer and Director: The Collaboration Process. Mm -hmm. Um, and also John Alton wrote a book called Painting with Light, where they both mention they bring up stories of like this is cin like cinematographers and I guess sound people because the cameras were loud and the like you say the equipment they put them in mm -hmm. the box. And they would like the lens would stick out, and they would still yeah. wear the suits. And that that yeah. was when they used big ass lights, still not these little LEDs, yeah. just like four Ks. And that's when they wanted long focus, which is like <laughs> they wanted to shoot at like an F like eleven, you know, like an F twenty two to have that long focus, no shallow depth of field. And in yeah. order to get that, you need a lot of lights. Mm -hmm. So it's like to match the look that's yeah. in. It's yeah. like, bro, like that's insane. I want to I want to watch that now. Actually, I think I did lie now that you say that. I think it was camera equipment in there. Uh -huh. But it's the same principle, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, Yeah, the equipment was loud. Yeah, and I think one thing that was very fascinating that I really like that Damien Chazelle decided to touch on was what the industry was like originally when it was all silent movies. They just had a, a bunch of movies filming on one lot, mm -hmm. and it was just almost like this kind of carney-esque place you know like it was just a bunch really? of people that were yeah it was a bunch carney. of like, crazy people hey yeah. that's how it is now it is yeah what? It's, like, <laughs> it's a better funded version of that i think that's, that's like what i love the most yeah. that it's like uh -huh. it's the exact same thing except that there's just more money on it okay <laughs> like, wow but, um, yeah, yeah. more money back then that's also babylon hashtag i'm gonna check that out 
Yeah. Making movies. That's how we do. That's how we do. What was the biggest movie you worked on? The biggest project show? Um, I've I've done like random work on uh like stuff like Perry Mason and things like that. Oh shit! But that's just stuff that like a lot of people can do in this industry. I what I'm focusing on a lot now is um. I, I'm working a project right now with a guy who I met back in Vegas. He was like the artistic director for Cirque du Soleil and all these really big shows. Oh, wow. And um, and he's starting his first feature film. So at this current point, I'm more just about trying to figure out how to help him get that process going even faster because we have a lot of the pieces on board. So now it's just about like getting one of the integral pieces of any film, which is fun financing for the thing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty important. So, yeah, just a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit. There's a couple of things in that. But um, but yeah, so it's, but I would say that the interesting thing that I found by working on a bunch of different levels of sets is that at the end of the day, they all feel the same. Like I've been on $300 million sets and I've been on $10 million sets. Damn, they son. They all feel the same. Damn, son. Yeah, it's. I just think that's the interesting thing. I think the one distinction, the one thing that definitely like distinguishes is on a $300 million set, catering's pretty good. I hey, knew it. I knew it. Food. I was waiting for the, the C skip. word. I was waiting for it. <laughs> the crafties. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Catering and crafty. No, like the crafty on like the bigger budget sets, it literally just feels like a gas station that you can walk into and just steal whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God, that would be nice. I would be living it's off that. Yeah. yeah, no, dude, that's there were some people like uh, some guys that I were working with that I was working with, they'd be like, Yeah, I'm on the on set diet. And I'm like, What is that? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, It's where I just don't eat anything any day of the week except for when I'm working. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. That's yeah. a cool. Hey, that's brilliant man that's what it's called during the weekends and then once monday hits you're just like oh i'm getting everything just stock yeah. up oh yeah. my god i would have been there with my bag like there's no tools in there it's like exactly <laughs> just going with the grocery cart just be like yeah i'm really yeah. doing like a snickers ice cream bar today oh uh, the bob crafties <laughs> god damn yeah, those are always the heart the cornerstone that oh. yeah you can't skip can't skip on crafties man no 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 that's a that's a pro tip right there. I always check out the crafty station. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was yeah. uh, we we did a pilot episode, a pilot show episode of set stories, <laughs> and the first episode was about no crafties. There was no water on set, um, and crafties, and what? the whole crew. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was. Was just there like, anything? Like, was there anything to drink or just? No, they, they didn't have any water. And then um, the crew was like, "Where's the water? Um, you got to watch the episode. It's funny." Um, but yeah, the crew's like, where's the water? And he left to go get water and he got like one ca- he comes back with like a case of water. Anyways, <laughs> For like 50 people. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was supposed to be just it was just a pilot episode, so like proof of concept. Yeah. But it's but, based on a true story. Like yeah, that does story. happen on sets. Yeah. It did, it happened to Stephen G. I miss him. King of set oh, stories. Stephen. He wrote a uh he wrote a rap, a set rap, a mo- like a film set rap about what it's called. Is that Walk the one that show. you performed? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you saw that walkie saw check. That Everybody's seen check. it, Charles. You like? <laughs> it was ghetto walkie check. He wrote it, and he wanted me to perform it, and I did. I did the music video, and he wasn't really fond. And then later on, he was like, "All right, man, it's pretty funny." 
But I did it because of him. He was it was What was that you were wearing? You were wearing like a clothespin necklace or something like that? Hey, those were C4 the C47 necklace. Oh, you call it C47s? Okay, okay. The wardrobe. I'm gonna go 10-1 right now. Oh my god. That's what we're trying to that's what we want. We wanted set stories to be like. We just fuck around. Yeah. Um, sat, satire um that's that's how uh tim russ tim russ was uh in one of the uh, star treks he played one of the vulcans the black vulcan he interviewed uh he interviewed me for a show called emerging lenses and we mm-hmm. talked about set stories it was funny because he put it up and they all watched the set stories uh the two pilot episodes and it was weird i was like <laughs> wow tim russ is watching an actual like director actor <laughs> and, you know, like, it's just, and like everybody else is gonna watch it and then we talked about it and he's like oh you like satire huh i'm like i didn't know that but thank you yes but yes that's what it I, is. Sure, I love satire. I, yeah i love satire just to, like pay me uh <laughs> i love whatever you say, story. Please. <laughs> yeah so that's yeah. the idea um mm. but the podcast is this is free this was great you know we're basically yeah. it's, it's content for us to rip off stories from the podcast <laughs> to put in the show <laughs> Brought to you by Arby's. Well, yeah, art, by art, art imitates art. life. Life imitates yeah. art. That whole concept. Uh, uh, for the lazy person, though. No. Yeah. Sorry, but Christian, no. do you remember your very first time on a set as an actor? Yeah. Are you talking about like um, in LA, or are you talking about just in general? Oh, just in general. Like, your do you do you remember your first on set experience as an actor or as anything? Hmm. Um. Yeah. Actually, I I do. Uh, before I moved out to LA, there was this one shoot that my buddy actually offered me the part for. And it was like this 30 day shoot up in Utah. And it was for like this really kind of big, epic kind of story that he wanted to do. And the thing about it was like the first time I was on set, because like for me specifically, if I ever get stressed, or if I ever get worried or anything like that, the one thing that I do that I know can carry me through that stress and everything is to prep. So like, mm. I always yeah. prep like crazy prior to any project, regardless of the level, even if it's like I'm the lead character in uh, this big budget movie, or if it's like, or I'm this smaller character in this like no budget movie. Um, and so when it comes to actually like being on set for my first time, what was the first time? Honestly, it was, it was a fun day. It, the thing is, is that like um, the first five seconds, like our first five minutes, I'd say. <laughs> five seconds. I wanted to quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just like, I can't do this. Already. No, but, um, but like once you start getting kind of in the flow of it and like everything's moving, it time honestly just flies and you work through it. And it's like, it's a very genuine wholesome kind of process because like the people that you're working with are all in pursuit of the same goal so it's like mm-hmm. in this context i was lucky enough to be like the person that's leading this entire project in terms of like characters on the in the film mm-hmm. so it's like with that there's a different kind of pressure because i think of that more as like being the quarterback of a football team you're trying to get everybody going at the same rate, trying to make the best thing possible and trying to really push everybody to do their best in every single capacity. And I just think that experience and being on set and just being around good people, I think is also another thing, made it to where that was the moment that I realized that I wanted to come out here and I wanted to actually like try 
the whole LA scene on a significant level. Oh, so, that's so happy to hear. Um, because there's a lot of horror stories saying like I was too uh, so green and I was yelled at and I didn't know what to do and like especially mm -hmm. from like a PA standpoint, like you get mm -hmm. yelled at um if yeah. you don't know even if you do know what you're doing <laughs> you know you get yelled at um, but yeah that, yeah, that's, PA, I love how the the quarterback thing which is like reminded me a lot of like that's what a director does too or the AD on the mm -hmm. set like it's their job to coordinate and yeah so it was yeah. a good experience first time we're not used yeah. to good experience oh, time good I know, experiences. this is a surprise we're used to bad what is this well i i think i was I'm lucky in that capacity though because um the coach who i had and i've worked with him for about eight years and the way that he trained me is he trained me in the most strict circumstances you can imagine wow like he would i remember like the first day i worked with him on like in a classroom setting he had he pulls me in front of the entire class and he's just like okay so i want you to say your name to everybody and i'm just like hey i'm cj and he's just like okay so cj what i want you to do is i want you to sit in that chair and i'm like okay fine i'll sit in that chair <laughs> i'll sit in that chair watch <laughs> i'll sit in that chair and do whatever the fuck i want and uh <laughs> so i sit in the chair and he looks at me he's like wrong do it again and i'm like what what do, what do you mean i'm sitting in a chair and he's just like yeah you did it wrong and i'm like oh, okay so i go back and i sit in the chair he's like no wrong again and i'm like what, what do you mean and he's just like uh, what do you more want? <laughs> and i do it a third time and i do it wrong again and then he's just like you want me to show you how you sit in a chair and i'm like yes and then he shows me how normal people sit in a chair and i didn't know there was we've been doing it wrong <laughs> no, the thing that's funny, it's not about you doing it wrong. It's about the fact that when someone's staring at you and someone's telling you do this thing you do all the time, we uh -huh. put too much priority on the thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh -huh. it's like if I was if I was looking at you, Charles, and I was like, hey, Charles, what I want you to do is I want you to get up out of your chair right now and take the camera and film you opening a door. Okay. I gotta go buy some film. <laughs> while everyone's watching you but there's a whole class yeah. looking at you which is yeah. like the film crew looking at you doing the same oh my god <laughs> yeah and he trained me on every capacity of that and he made me start taking notes like i literally have notebooks that are filled with how people do things whether that's no opening shit. the door crossing cool. the street wow. like yeah all of these little little things that people have done and i just kind of took note of that over time and then it's yeah. like and then that translates also into how people express emotions. So it's like I've studied people enough to understand the ways in which they express emotion on a technical level. And then I bring an emotional capacity to that as well. But it's like acting became more of a science for me at that rate. Mm -hmm. wow. Rather than it being just like a solely artistic thing, I was like, oh, there's a method to this. There's yeah. a reason why yeah. someone like Eddie Redmayne gets paid millions and millions of dollars to be on a set and it's because he can deliver any way he feels he could have literally been in a car accident and gotten kicked in the nuts on the way to set and he would be able to still perform <laughs> like that's, that that's was great those, yep and yeah. i got hit by a car and kicked in the nuts before i came here <laughs> and then he goes and that's, that's the thing that up. makes like those actors at such a high level because like the thing my coach always told me is that those people don't get paid that much for no reason. There's a reason mm -hmm. why. And it's the same way with anything is that it's like, why, like, why does a heart surgeon get paid as much as they do? Because it's really fucking hard to perform heart surgery. Now, yeah. now we're getting philosophical. Are you comparing the, uh, the importance 
of a heart surgeon to the importance of an actor and and <laughs> <laughs> like who should get paid more you know no, so, I, okay. a heart surgeon is more important to pay i mean what's his name what's that boy's name creed three michael b jordan the true story he's a million dollars a day according mm-hmm. to be in those marvel movies million dollars yeah. a million dollars heart surgeon they better be kidding at least you know what i mean it's like this full this full saving live where michael b jordan yeah. just shows up takes his yeah. shirt off delivers some lines and he's out yeah i and i yep. think that love the guy the though way that I, i'll i'll Hot. so in terms of answering that question it's not that the heart surgeon's job isn't as essential if anything i think it's a, an extremely essential job the thing about actors and why they get paid as much as they do is because there's a lot more money riding on them it's strictly a fiscal aspect because it's like think about it if you're working on a project that's like let's say something like inception you know, mm-hmm. you have someone like Leonardo DiCaprio, you have someone like Tom Hardy and all these actors and they're getting paid so much because this job is shooting at different locations, hiring people all across the board. So there's money on that. There's jobs being created. There's a whole entire industry behind it. And on top of that, these producers are looking at them and being like, hey, we're going to be able to make a lot of money off of you. So we'll pay you in accordance with that as well. So like there's, ah, there's like the okay. business side of yeah. it and there's like the way how the motion of the industry goes. And it's like, because yeah. big productions create a lot of jobs for a lot of people, which they is do. also good for the economy. And what is, it is in that movie that Ridley Scott did, the Alien, one of the last Alien movies. I forgot which one. Uh, uh, what was that? Covenant, I Alien. He did this. Oh no, yeah, Covenant, the, Covenant oh, was yeah, the last Covenant. one. The yeah, last, last yeah. one at the end of it. I, I mm-hmm. watched all the credits. And yeah. those credits were like, the credits was like 30 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. At the end of it, yeah. it said, this Crazy. job employed like over 150,000 people or something. Nuts. I yeah. was like, you do it, please. Yeah. And that's I mean, honestly that's, like, it's that's a, a good beautiful thing. thing. You know, like, yeah, I, it I is great that one project can create all of this opportunity for so many people. Like I look at, if you look at the Marvel credits, like, I don't care whether someone does or doesn't like Marvel movies, but they create a lot of jobs for a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. they create a lot of movement in the industry, which can be good for it. So you're Granted, saying they need to hire of- us. Yeah. yeah. Marvel's listed to oh, this yeah. hire. Charles <laughs> is going to be the next DP. Yeah, I'll Marvel shoot the next universe. one. <laughs> 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 uh, too much. I know some people that yeah. worked on that movie, though. Melanie, she's going to be on the podcast. Melanie, future podcast episode. Yeah. He works on all of them. We're going to hear about those. She worked on uh, the de- uh, death. The Black Panther. Uh, Black she Panther. worked on the second one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Do- Doom Patrol. That was the one that I saw. Oh, she did? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, Doom future. Patrol. That's a good one. That was dope. It was a D- it's a DC uh, comic um show oh it's, doom it's patrol i thought you said dude oh the dude patrol <laughs> i was like that's the sequel that's the sequel dude patrol that sounds like uh, it should funny, be funny comedy you know <laughs> that would be funniness doom oh. patrol do you still um do you still talk to what's his name or are the darren darren, darren yeah. come on the podcast he's going to listen to this one tell me we mentioned him then he'll get all of his friends oh um, darren darren will definitely hop on man okay good He's he's doing he's doing well though, man. Like uh, he's uh, have you seen some of his stuff that he's making on Instagram? I've been watching. I some see. Of How is that things. going? Instagram stuff. 
I, I've been just seeing bits and pieces of it, but it's like, it's cool. And he's also writing another project. I'm not sure what, like where he's at with it specifically, but um, yeah, I, I think, honestly, I think he'd definitely be down to come on and just hang out. That's the point. One of yeah. the boys, man. He's one of yeah, the boys. Get the, get the whole team. Um, but yeah, oh, so you guys, bro. you guys are, you guys are legit actors. I'm like, damn, and you're young. So it's like, damn, like I like getting actual working actors. Cause like, you guys live the dream that so many people literally around the world want to do. They see a movie like, bro, like I know many people are our, our friend from Russia. She came out to try to be an actor five years. She, you know, had to go back home. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing now, you know, to do, especially. Yeah. Country. No, no, I, and I feel that it's like, but it's so random because it's like the things that mean a lot to a lot of people in other places are just kind of like normal everyday instances, you know, like, like and the best example so um i was on this one shoot and so and jeff goldblum is working this shoot as well so what happens it's like he's just hashtag jeff goldblum yes and he's such a sweet guy like he was um so we're going on to this whole entire set and he's been he did a couple of takes and he walks up to me he's like pretending to smoke and drink he's like oh i picked a hell of a day to quit smoking and drinking and i was like (laughs) (laughs) and like and he keeps coming back and we keep having conversations and then um this kind of shoot that we were doing was independence day themed esque Uh uh-huh he was in uh, that movie (laughs) what he was in that movie yeah he was and I, so it's funny because like he was walking back, he, he was walking up to me and I was just like, yeah, man, it's not over till the fat lady sings. And he's just like, the fat lady, we've had enough about the fat lady. Let's stop talking about the fat lady. And like him and I quoted the entire sequence of that. And then we started yeah. actually like talking and then he started like messing with me in between takes and like we would mess up, like we mess around with each other during takes. He really? like, you're like, you're like his best friend now. Yeah. What the me heck? and Jeff Flew, our new best <laughs> yeah. friends, we'll always be together. We're on set. <laughs> Can, can we get him on the show? Can we get him on the show? Yeah, get that. Oh no! But it, it's like that's the thing that's crazy about this industry, though, is that like you have so many of those genuine, like beautiful moments with amazing people and people that like because I've seen so I've seen his work since I was like a kid. Yeah, and now here I am, like just hanging out with him on a set, actually like talking, not like that normal like how people are like, oh, I met Jeff Goldblum. And you're like, oh, hi, Jeff. And he's like, hey. It was like a legitimate like conversation. Yeah. It was a legitimate that's like awesome. hanging out with someone. And that, that's, that's something that's up. such a normal thing out here. Mm-hmm. It's great, man. But it's it like makes... it's just crazy how that works. How it's right? just you can randomly come upon people that like are these almost like mythological figures and they're just normal people just working mm-hmm. a job. Yeah. Most of them. Most of them, yeah. <laughs> Some of them are like, how are you human? Like are you talking about Tom Cruise? Uh, Tom Cruise. Oh. One of them. I heard he's really cool though. I heard he's dope. To be. He's a cool guy. I heard. I feel like he would be really cool, but he would be like, he'd be intense. I feel yeah. like because he really likes uh, like going and doing a ton of stuff. So like I yeah. feel like if you were like meet Tom Cruise, he'd be like, hey man, you want to go like bungee jumping right now? we're eating we're eating dinner it's I don't no i don't care man. let's go come on man i'm paying <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god too funny yeah. man. we're at we're, we're, no yeah. running into celebrities in la it's definitely like it makes you feel like you're doing something right for some reason but i know like and when, it, when you see him i know like in public like you see him on set which is it's kind of the same it's like oh my god like that's really them yeah you know um it's 
don't well, know. It makes me feel like you're doing something right, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, the thing that the way that I look at it is that it's like when I see him on a set, like when I see him in public, it's a little bit different for me personally, because I'm like, yeah, like there's a bunch of other people that are like staring at them and like being weird. So it's like there's this kind of like, I don't want to go anywhere near them kind of thing. But oh, when my it's God. Set, you saw him like that? What? You saw you saw celebrities like paparazzi kind of? Well, like that's a natural thing if like so let's say tom cruise is in las vegas or something everybody and their mother is going to be looking at him being like that's tom cruise that's tom cruise i want to take a picture with him and then it's gonna be a huge flock of people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like their normal every day but when they're on a set there's this different element where it feels more of like oh they're a person that's clocking in for the day to do a job and then they have fun in the middle of it and they go home yeah. They clock in. Hey, how are you doing? Oh my god! Yeah, you're clocking in. So yeah, I've gone yeah, a little bit early. But like, there's not that sense of um, like, because I I don't really adhere to hierarchies too often, to where it's like I don't really think of a like I stopped. I got over my idea of what a celebrity is, because I realized that that's just like something that we put on them. Mm-hmm. They don't put it on yeah. themselves very yeah. often. Like, there's very few celebrities that are like, "I am a celebrity." Okay, get away yeah. from me. Ah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot ah. of them are just like, "I'm a normal person, and yeah. everybody else knows everything about me." Mm-hmm. So then it's yep. like, and once you kind of realize that, if like, because I've had them walk up to me and just say something. It, it's mm-hmm. not really a thing of where it's like I always walk like because no one should ever do this on a set. By the way, no one should ever walk up to a celebrity and be like. Hey, you're Jeff, right? Like, I really like all your movies. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no. That. The last it's thing. Like, it's the same way that I would talk to you, man. Like, it's like, I if I saw you on a set, I'd be like, hey, what's up, Charles? How you doing, bro? And if you say like, oh, I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. We have a conversation. <laughs> cool. If you're like, if you look at me and you're just like, hey, I'm going to walk away. I'm not going to fuck really, you anymore. That's really, oh, like, man. You don't want to talk. I'm like, hey. <laughs> so that's you know? why you didn't talk to me that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I ignored you. I was like, ugh. Yeah, the intro. Yeah. I feel you, man. Yeah, that's what's up. You see, you speak good, good, you, you positive vibes. Um, hey, man, that's like, all you man, can do. nuts. I love, see, I love seeing them, man. I love working with them. And you're right, like they are, they want to be treated like normal people. Um, yeah, for the most part. And uh, they, and a lot of times they are like they, like if you talk to them in that normal kind of like casual manner, like if i say yeah the weather's been shit the past few weeks they'll be like oh yeah it's definitely like i mm-hmm. oh, i couldn't even imagine like living out here for like some people are from london or whatever like i couldn't even imagine living in london i was talking to one actor about that like he was like a london-based actor and i was like dude i don't know how you don't just like want to kill yourself being in london all the time hey <laughs> like no. just not <laughs> just because of like the rain and everything yeah mm-hmm. like because there's and that was kind of like a tongue-in-cheek kind of joke. It was a joke entirely. But it was like yeah. one of those things of where if you're in the rain a lot, at least for me, it's tough to like be having those good vibes. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, a lot of people find it like just depressing. Yeah. They, like they feel bad if it's cloudy or if it's rainy. Yeah, I'm I'm not like that. I like to write when it's when it's cloudy and stuff, depending on what genre I'm writing. But um, but yeah, yeah I do know people who get legit depressed and like sad when it's raining out so you've been yeah. very productive the past few weeks then with all the rain <laughs> hey i've got a feature right over here hey yeah. there you go yeah <laughs> yeah i'm working i've been working for so long that <laughs> you, can, you, you wrote a whole feature that's what's up stephen k the stephen king writes 
Um, well, that's Stephen King. Jesus Christ, he can like yeah, he he spits them out. I didn't know yeah. George. What is his name? George R R R R R Martin. He. <laughs> I didn't know they finished the show before he finished the last finished the book. Yeah, I'm like what? I mean, and he's like, still not done. I, I don't think. <laughs> Those books are pretty thick. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to keep up with. <laughs> so we're waiting. We haven't started the next season yet. He's like, I'm working on it. He turns around and starts playing Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, he has yeah. all the money he needs now. There, he doesn't need to write another book. Oh, my God. He's he set for, like, three lifetimes. Get really? out of here. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, when HBO buys your your work and mm-hmm. what the battle of the bastards was like that episode was like the most like millions of dollars was spent on that one wow. hour yeah. that one hour that one episode dollars. yeah something oh, okay. like that it was crazy i was gonna say it's like we went through a million dollars in an hour that's a good part <laughs> it's like what the fuck well dude some sets are like that though i mean yeah. like winning time's a perfect example of an extremely expensive such a good show set on the day yeah like those basketball scenes, honestly, like there's like a thousand extras on that. Well, uh, there's there most of it's green screen. No, 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 no. Most of it is green screen, but they have a thousand extras almost. That's insane. The membrane. It's like, like fifteen seven or cameras. I think was it. Damn. Jesus. Yeah. I do not want to be in the AD department. Wrangling. That's, you that's wrangle this four hundred. You wrangle this two hundred. You wrangle yeah. this two hundred. I'll get, yeah. I'll get the, yeah. Jesus. It's literally tra- just like herding cattle down the path. It is. You can like, put trackers on them. Just like when they come in, just like stick a. Damn. The call you sheet's no one- like like five hundred pages long because of how many names. It's are a book. It. it is a book. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read the book? What is this book called? Call sheet day one. Sorry. And then, and then people are fighting over what number are you? I'm 300. Oh, I'm like 210. Hi, beat you. I'm more. Yeah, they call that. Number. No, it's I, funny because like just people would literally like sometimes they would just clock in for the day and they would just like run off to their car and hang out. So like winning time, they actually had to make ways to track to make sure that people weren't just like ditching the workday. Because like there's 800 people. Yeah. Like, Oh, I already got paid. Oh, no, talked about ditching on the workday. The last episode that we just where we just had we yeah. explained a story where I've never heard of before. So the producers hired all these grips and gaffers to mm-hmm. sum it up. They paid everyone um, before they even started shooting for oh, like yeah. days already. All of it what? done. Here you go. Yeah, here's and the first week. Do of you pay think they you showed up the next day? No. No. They all went home. They took their check and they went home. And they were like, "We need, we need groups and gaffers." Where did they Who go? Charles. Hey, there we go. And there I am sitting here eating a bag of Cheetos, <laughs> just with my robe, freaking no shirt on, stinking. Crazy. Jesus yeah. Christ! True story. This, Jesus. This is why we have sex stories. Oh. You can't write this shit. You can't. <laughs> no. No. So I don't know happened. why someone would think that they should pay everyone early because, like. If someone's honest, like I would go still, like I would go the next day, but that's because I really, really like the job. But it's like mm-hmm. if I was doing a job that I am not crazy about, but it's good money, I would just take the check and walk. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like you. You justify. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's an honest thing, you know. Like if it's an acting job, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna work every single day. I don't care if like you pay me on day one or if you pay me on the last day. Of yeah, shooting, it's like you're whatever. tied. You're here. Contracts, bitches. <laughs> yeah the goddamn grip and lighting crew come on that's those are the last people you pay before i'm just kidding 
But no, but for real. That's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, they'll pay them in advance. They're like, guys, we're good. Fuck this. Oh, God. And the sad part no, is... No, no, no. Always tip your grips. Always tip your grips. Hey, <laughs> always tip your grips. That should be a thing. New shirt. They should make t-shirts. <laughs> we will get that one. Says towards merch. Tip your grips. No, I'm going to start whenever I do sound, whatever, and I've, I'm like a boom mob. I'm going to put a tip jar on the sound cart and see there how you it go. <laughs> fills up. He's got oh, a bunch that, of that's letters. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's the funniness. Um, oh. Well, um, is it uh, how much, I guess, are we doing this? Yeah, it's been 48 minutes. Yeah. Oh my lord! And look at that. I know it went by fast. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. If you're still tuned in, we we (laughs) so quickly got to. But yes, we have to call that a wrap on today. Well, thank you, Christian. I hope you had a good time. Thank you for having me. No, it was a fun time. Of course, man. So yeah, how can people? How can people find you? Do you have an Insta, Twitter? What 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 are the kids yeah, yeah. on carrier, nowadays? Carrier pigeons. <laughs> carrier I just I usually only use my Instagram for stuff like that. It's at C J D E I K E. So at C J Dikey. Um yeah, and I have other work in other places, but that's like a whole website thing. But I'm gonna be posting more and more material as we come forward. So yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Nice. I'm Mr. looking CJ. forward to seeing that show in December that you that the awesome awesome man I'm, i can't wait to see your work well freeze but... frame and be like i know that guy <laughs> yeah you really see him that's his <laughs> yeah. shoulder though that's if you shoulder. managed to spot me i would be pleasantly surprised on that one because they covered our faces for every single thing except for like the last day why would they the cover last your day face they did no huh. covers so it's like there's a small chance <laughs> that's interesting, interesting. Huh? yeah well, that's cool so yeah. we'll well yeah thanks for coming on and thank you guys for listening to the show of course well well, don't forget Mm. to follow us on set underscore stories underscore podcast and setstories.com has all of our goodies and stuff our merch we have merch everybody go ahead and buy that support us in any way you can yeah we appreciate it get a a mug for your boss um grip juice get some grip juice It'll give you energy, right? It'll yes. give you energy and it'll grow your hair out like grow your hair, just like this. Hair. Just like that. And then you can charge people for touching your hair. There you go. Hey, there you go. Then you make money. Million dollar ideas on Seth Stories Podcast. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. Um, be kind. Stay kind to your cast and crew and everybody that you see. Um, everybody's going through a lot right now. So just stay kind and be kind to people. Um, Yeah, we love you guys. Stay tuned for the next one. We'll see you later. Bye. Peace.